Hello, everyone. This is the Mind of Leonard podcast with your host, Leonard. This is episode one. It is April 2018. I'm very excited for you to be here. I'm very happy that I could bring this podcast back. Um, it's not really bringing the podcast back because my old podcast was mostly me trying to be fucking. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be like a news broadcaster, Walter Cronkite, that's it. Like, I'm not famous. I can't get guests. The guests that came on my show were great and wonderful, and I love them. But, like, no one cares about me talking about serious subjects with a random person. No one, that's not, that's not what I should be doing. What I should be doing is being authentic to myself. I am funny. It's basically my only strength. Like, it's the only positive quality about me. And I'm going to use that. Like, I think I'm funny. I love talking and making people laugh. Why not try that with this shit? So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to try to make you guys laugh, speak about what's on my mind. If you like it, great. If you don't, that's fine. I get it. Um, yeah, we'll see where this goes. Uh, you know, just work with me here. I'm going to talk about random subjects that I want to talk about. I'm going to try to stay on topic as much as possible. I'm going to talk about politics, yes, but I think you can be pleasantly surprised how not really going to talk about that much. I think we get enough politics on the news and I don't really think I need to add anything to the conversation anymore. Um, I mean, I'm definitely going to talk about it. Like crazy shit happens every single day. Like it's impossible to just ignore it completely, but I'm going to talk about a, a lot of stuff. So, um, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. So the first thing I want to talk about today is something that's very new. It's very recent. I, Oh God, this is really hard. This is actually, this is very difficult for me to say. Um, all right, just give me a minute. I'm sorry. Okay. I, Leonard. Oh my God, this is so hard. This is so difficult. Come on, Lenny, you could do this. Come on, you could, I believe in you. Okay. I, Leonard, am a crack addict. I cannot stop watching chiropractic videos on YouTube. It is unbelievable. There are so many YouTube videos of these chiropractors taking these people who have joint or bone issues and just cracking the shit out of them and they feel amazing and they look amazing. And some of these aren't just like minor things. Like one guy I saw came in and he couldn't lift off his sweatshirt because he was in so much pain from some vertebrae issue. I think it was like a herniated disc or like dislocated vertebrae, something like that. And this chiropractor was like, okay, no big deal. And he did, they held, they had this whole uh, exam, obviously. You don't just start cracking you. You know, he examined his body. I think, I don't know if they do x-rays. I have no idea. But he basically like sees if it's a bone issue first. And then after that, he edited the video and you just see him just cracking this fucking guy, this guy's back. And within an hour, what it seemed, the guy who couldn't lift his shirt is walking around like everything's fine. It's incredible. It is like, it, it's crack. I mean, not, the, you know, pun intended, but like, it's crack for cracking. Like, it's just insane. I am obsessed. I don't understand. I've never been addicted to anything in my life. Addiction is a terrible disease. Luckily, I have not been addicted to anything. But holy shit, I am, I'm a crack whore. I am a full-on crack whore. I will suck dick to watch these videos. They are incredible. I find myself at like 1 a.m. just <laughs> watching, watching these videos. 
Like, just all, any time of the day. Like, I don't it, now YouTube knows that I'm a sick crack horror addict, and they just, like, suggest all these videos, like, Dr. John in Oklahoma, or, like, there's all these, I know all the doctors by name. It, I'm really, like, best friends now. It's crazy. I, I gotta stop. I need help. May start, <laughs> may start seeing a therapist. In all honesty, though, I think you should watch one of those videos, because it's actually incredible. They're so... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a cure for OCD, just watching someone who's like, you know, out of place and like dislocated, just like being pure and fixed and like linear and straight. Like that's just like, that really works for me. Um, I can't even, I think it's also the fact that I, I can't go to a chiropractor. I have like, you know, I had surgery and uh, they can't really crack because I'm like basically a cyborg. So, Maybe it's just like watching is the closest we'll ever get. But I remember before my surgery cracking my back and it felt amazing. So I think I just like miss it. I think it's part of like, you know, it's like an addict where it's like, wow, like, or, you know, an alcoholic or something. It's like, wow, I haven't had a drink in a long time. But like, wow, I remember that though. They're like, that, that was great. Like, that's how I think about cracking my back. <laughs> it's awesome. I can't lie. It's just, it's really cool. I love it. Oh my God. Anyways, you know, oh, talking about OCD. We're talking about things that make you feel really good. Q-tipping is also like, I'm not obsessed with Q-tipping. Like I have no addiction whatsoever, but when you Q-tip, it feels amazing. The weirdest thing to me is that doctors now, or I see all these news articles where it's like, you know those Q-tips that you love to put in your ear? Well, guess what? You're not supposed to do that. Okay, then what are they for? I mean, that's literally all anyone I know has ever used a Q-tip for is to put it in their ear. So why create a product that is designed for a specific purpose and then tell people it's not designed for that purpose? Oh, but it wasn't designed to put in your ear. Really? What was it designed to do? I don't There's no other thing that you could do with it. Also, how are we supposed to get earwax out? I'm supposed to go to the doctor? and get some like weird suction straw put in my ear and suck out earwax every week? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not doing that, okay? Not, what am I, rich? I mean, yes, but, you know. I mean, no, but I'm not doing that, okay? Money, money or no money. I'm not going to the doctor every week and earwax sucked out. Although that would be incredible. And, whoo, <laughs> Think I just found my new addiction. Wow, I am gonna go on a YouTube binge tonight. That is gonna be, wow, getting that erect sucked out. I mean, it's gonna be gross. Definitely gonna be grosser, but wow, those ears must be so clean. It's pretty strange too that, you know, like when you Q-tip, <laughs> when you Q-tip, you make that really weird face. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you put that Q-tip in and it just feels so good. And you like, once you get past like that certain area and you really reach it, it's like, oh, you know, you make that weird face. I think that that is the most authentic face that you're gonna see. Or that's like, that face is the face you make when you orgasm. I don't know if that's true, but it seems true. So I'm just gonna go with it. Um, I think it's the face you make when you orgasm. Like that face is, <laughs> it's the face that's just like, 
oh, just just stick it deeper. Like it's the same. Like it's the same. Like <laughs> just just stick it in. Just, just oh oh yeah, that's the spot. That's the spot. Oh my god. Just all right, little little closer. Yeah. Oh oh, right there, right there, right there, right there. Don't move. Don't move. Uh, t all right, take it out. Take it out. Oh my god, that wax. That's basically orgasm. You know it's true. You know I'm telling the truth. Q-tipping, cracking. I'm just fucking, I'm crushing this podcast already. This is all ad lib. I am crushing this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, and, I, I mean, you, I think maybe now you get the sense of what this podcast is going to be. So let's just keep it rolling, okay? I hope, you know, hope you guys are enjoying yourself. How long has it been? Eight minutes. No, it's been longer than that, right? Oh my God, how do people do this? How do they talk for so long? I'm just kidding, that, that shit comes so naturally to me. Oh man, both addicting as hell. Q-tipping, crack in the back, chiropractor. Those are some great videos, man. Great, great videos. All right, uh, I'm gonna do an ad read, but um, yeah, you guys stick around. There's gonna be a very short ad read, I have to do it. I have so, <laughs> I have so many sponsors, so. Just stick around, right? This podcast is brought to you by Native American Headwear. Are you a white person aged 18 to 31? Do you enjoy lacrosse, the Zach Brown Band, and American football? Are you planning on attending a music festival anytime soon? Well, then you need a Native American Headwear piece from Native American Headwear. Founded in 1543, Native American Headwear is one of the oldest companies in the world. And now, you too can own your very own Native American Chieftain headpiece by getting 10% off. That's right, 10% off. All you have to do is use the code word Leonard. Once again, the code word is Leonard. Wear it at a sporting event such as the Indy 500. Wear it at a music festival like Coachella. Wear it while you're driving in your pickup truck on your way to meet some hot babes. Are you a girl? Even better! They make headwear in all sizes and colors. Every headwear piece is guaranteed to fit you appropriately so that you may appropriate them appropriately. So visit their website and get yourself a Native American headpiece. Once a symbol of great respect and deep, deep spiritual significance, is now a way for you too to look fresh while pounding down naughty lights. Native American headwear, get yours today. So talking about music festivals, I'm actually going to Coachella this weekend and I'm pretty excited, but I'm very conflicted. Like I know how people, how some people feel about Coachella. Like it has become much bigger than just a music festival. It's come to represent so much. There's such a, <laughs> there's such a disdain for Coachella and like the people that go and it, people say it's just a bunch of lemmings going out there dressed up like douchebags and you know, partying or whatever. And that's kind of how I feel, which is weird that I'm going. But at the same time, I know that it's gonna be a great experience because it's out in LA, the weather's fantastic. You get to listen to all these bands. The problem is that, like, Coachella is basically the supreme of music festivals. 
Does Supreme make dope shit? Absolutely. Is Supreme extremely overpriced, overhyped, and not really as great as advertised? Definitely, 100%. That's Coachella. It'll definitely be fun. I paid just a shit ton of money to go. I think I'm just being quasi-negative so that I can remain hyped. <laughs> or like I can actually meet the ex my expectations. Like the, I'll meet the hype, you know? At least that's what I hope. I think it'll be fun. The weather, you know, it's music, it's, it's going to be good. The problem is that the last music festival that I went to was Ultra in Miami in 2013. And if anyone is, or if you haven't heard of Ultra, Ultra is basically just the EDM or house music. It's like all the DJs, the dubstep and all of that. And they play it there. It's just that type of music. And in 2013, I freaking love that shit. Like, it just sort of came out. Avicii was at the prime of his career. Levels was the best song of all time. Hardwell was throwing down sick tracks. And I just went with friends and I had a great time. But that took a lot out of me. Oh my God, that took so much out of me. And I came right, right, from, a, right from spring break in Mexico. And so I, I'm just gonna admit this, this is, probably shouldn't say this, but I'll just say it. I had uh, Montezuma's Revenge. I could not eat food while I was in Miami. Every time I go to Mexico, I get sick. It is like clockwork. I love Mexico, or let me rephrase it. I love some parts of Mexico, and I think it's great vacation, and it's cheap, and you have Cabo, and Puerto Vallarta, and Mexico City, it's a fantastic city, but every time I go there, I just get stomach issues. Every single time. Like, just one piece of ice, and I'm done. I don't know what it is, I don't know, like, it, I, my stomach just can't handle the bacteria there. It's crazy. I get sick every time. I was in Cuba, okay? I was in Cuba for a week with a bunch of friends. It was pretty cool. It was like an adult teen tour. And I ate pork that, yeah, we were in Havana, Main City, and I ate pork off a, off a side of the street. And there was absolutely 0% chance that this pork was refrigerated. They don't really have a lot of refrigeration there. They are extremely oppressed and extremely poor. And I felt so bad, but I love, love, love Cuba. I really suggest that you go. But I ate this food that was not refrigerated. I didn't get sick. I'm walking around in the blazing sun for hours a day and driving in cars with no AC because we took the old 1950s car to be authentic. And I didn't get sick. And then we had a layover in Mexico City to save money. I forget exactly what the reason was, but we stayed in Mexico City. And the one day in Mexico City, we had one dinner. And then the next day after that dinner, Montezuma Revenge, stomach issues, couldn't stop. It's just unbelievable. So basically, I hope that uh, that doesn't happen at Coachella. <laughs> I don't expect it to happen. I expect to be drunk, and I expect people to... I expect some people to act like assholes, and people to fight, and that's... That's just the problem with music festivals. It's like, I, I, I love... I want to go. I really am not trying to be negative. But it's just... These concerts are so crowded. There's tons of people. 
You're getting bumped into at all times. You're trying to watch this band. You're getting bumped into. People on drugs and alcohol and looking at you like, dude, oh my God, dude, my faith. Like, yeah, yeah, it's you're on drugs. Like, relax. <laughs> and then, yeah, people, like, people are always trying to fight a conscious. No matter who it is, no matter who is performing, there will be some asshole in the crowd that is trying to fight someone. Now, if you, if you don't know me, or if you do know me, you know that I'm not a fighter. If you don't know me, like, I really don't fight. I've never punched anyone in the face. I do not fight. Uh, I have low platelets, okay? I bruise easily. I cannot enter a fight. It will not work out for me. Even if I win, it'll look like I lost. Like, I'll beat the guy up, and then I'll just be the one bruised and bleeding. He'll be on the floor and be like, oh, my God, you got your ass kicked. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. I took two punches, but I have low platelets, you see? Like... Because I have low platelets, I bruise very easily. Yeah, it just won't work out. <laughs> so I don't, I don't fight. And people try to, people don't really try to fight me. But when they do, I look at them and I give them that like, you know, like eh, I don't do this sort of look. And then sometimes they even say like, I don't do it. <laughs> I just, I just don't fight. And people are always trying to fight at these concerts. I was at a, where was I? <coughs> oh, oh my God. I was at a Dave Matthews concert. We're smoking weed. Sorry, I smoked once. To all my family, I apologize. We're smoking weed, and these guys in front of us were so drunk, and they were trying to fight us. And I'm like, dude, he's playing Crash Into Me? Have you heard of that song? It's fantastic. It's loving and caring, and Dave Matthews is awesome, and I've seen him 12 times, and I don't care if you make fun of me. They're a great band. And these guys are trying to fight me, and they're also just like throwing punches with some other people, and they're fighting, and it like it just kind of ruins the show. And it was at the end of the show, and I'm like, why, why are you, how are you finding violence in this? Like you're clearly not a real fan, and if you're, even if you are or aren't, it doesn't matter. Don't be that guy. I was at a John Mayer concert uh, a few months ago at MSG. John Mayer is so talented. You know, you all heard of John Mayer. He plays songs about love. John Mayer is not a fighting song. You don't fight to John Mayer. You make love to John Mayer. You cuddle your dog to John Mayer. You cry alone in your room, eat a tub of ice cream to John Mayer. Or if you're me, you dance around in the mirror naked to John Mayer, pretending that people love you. <laughs> John Mayer is awesome. And, of course, I'm there at John Mayer with my brother, who I love dearly. And these guys behind us were pretty chill. But this guy right in front of us had to be 35 to 45, and he's with some woman, and they're not, I could tell, they're definitely not married. They're definitely not in a very serious relationship, but they're either in a relationship or she's a prostitute. Like, I really could not figure out their relationship. But he was verbally assaulting this woman. He was, like, digging his nose into her cheek and, like, grinning angrily and yelling and saying all this really messed up stuff, and it really... This is like for the first 15 minutes of the concert and it really threw me off. And then eventually, like, he, he leaves, thank God, for most of the concert, he leaves to cool himself off. But then he comes back at the very end of the concert. John Mayer is playing a piano ballad. The whole place is white, or the whole stage is white. People are on their phones, not filming, but, you know, the, the whole lighter thing, whatever. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. He's playing, like, I, I forget what song he's playing, but incredible. And this 
freaking asshole is verbally assaulting his wife once again. And then, because his wife, or, or not his wife, excuse me, definitely not his wife, excuse me, he's verbally assaulting this girl. And the girl's smiling. Like, she's smirking as if, like, this is either a common thing or that she's glad that she got under his skin. Either way, probably not the right move to grin. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'd be grinning. I would get the hell out of there immediately. This guy's messed up in the head. He needs serious help. Do not give him access to a gun, please. He has mental health issues, clearly. And then he starts, he, or he turned around after he really saw his wife for the second time. Or just keep saying his wife, his girlfriend, whatever. This freaking broad. Turns around and he tries to fight me. And he tries to fight my brother. And then he tries to fight the guys behind us. And I wasn't scared because it was six on one and these guys behind me were bigger and they were ready to brawl um but i didn't want to fight like it's john mayer and this guy just kept going and he threatened my brother my brother's going at him with him just a little bit you know just talking and i don't fight but i explain it this way because i love my brother so much that although i am a pacifist if someone threatens my brother i feel a pit in my stomach like like a flight or fight and although if it's just me it's flight but with my brother I'm capable of murder like I was about to kill this person I was gonna kill his family I was gonna kill the girl who was innocent I was gonna kill his puppy like I would go to a house I'd break his TV I'd destroy everything he ever loved I will fucking kill this guy <laughs> if he touches my brother that's how much I love him now when it comes down to it, would I actually do that? No. Low platelets. Come on. Remember. But I love him. And this guy's trying to find my brother, and I feel it in my stomach, and I'm all twisted inside, and, you know, I'm just so angry. And finally, no one fights. Security comes, and he leaves. And it kind of just, it ruined the show. And this has happened to me at almost every single concert. The last concert I went to... There was no fighting, but there were still some other issues. The thing that the thing that pisses me off more than even fighting, this is my other pet peeve, or this is one of my main pet peeves, it's people filming at concerts. Look, I know, I get it, I do it too sometimes. You're at a concert, you gotta let everyone know that you're at a concert. It's basically a legal requirement. You take out your phone, you film a 30 second video, or you know you film a minute, that's fine. I don't hate you for it, I do it too. Get a clip, you know, for your own purposes, and send it to a friend, absolutely. But people these days think that they need to film the entire concert. I'm sorry, bro, are you a videographer? Do you, uh, oh, do you work? Do you, do you work for this band? Oh, you, you don't work for the band? Okay, do you work for this concert venue? Oh, you don't work for the concert venue? Oh, um, are you a professional Instagrammer? No, you're not. Okay, then I have a question. Um, what the fuck, bro? Put your phone away. Girls, guys, I don't care. Midgets, little people, whatever's appropriate. I'm sorry, don't mean to be offensive. Just put your phone away, okay? Just put it away. I don't know, why'd I bring up little people? What a weird, what a weird comment. The point is, don't film. Concerts these days are basically just looking at the concert through other people's phones. 
Everyone's phones are up at all times blocking the concert. The entire point of going to a live event or a concert is to watch the band. If I wanted to just listen to the music, I would listen on Spotify or on Apple Music or on a music service or whatever. Amazon Music, Google Music. I'm trying to get sponsored here. Got to mention them all. Got to keep my options open. <laughs> like, you, it's actually a better experience to listen on a streaming service. For $10 a month, you can listen to any song you want at the highest quality. You can listen to whole albums. You can listen to live concerts. Dave Matthews has like 50 live concerts on that stuff. Fish has about 200. I'm not even going to go into Fish. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry to go on this tangent, but I brought up fish. This is a mistake of mine. I brought up fish. I did this to myself. Fish is a terrible band, of course. And my brother likes to say, because he knows how much phone's pissing me off, he says this to try to get me to go to fish. He says, you know what happens at fish, though? No one uses their phone. Because everyone in the crowd just gets it. Like, they're so into fish that they understand that you're not supposed to film while every other band, you're just looking at people's phones. He does have a good point because when I was at this concert, I was at some indie band in Brooklyn at the Brooklyn Steel, great venue. This six foot two guy decided that he wanted to film the whole concert, or sorry, not film, FaceTime his friend the entire concert. And so the entire time, I'm trying to get a better view, and this guy's blocking the entire thing. I mean 45 minutes. I, you deserve to be castrated and dipped in a, bo a boiling water vat? I don't know, a boiling lava? I mean, I don't want you to die, but like, I don't know, maybe cut off your hand, something like that. Like, just, you know, Game of Thrones style. Just don't film. But even though Fish, because my brother tries to convince me in so many ways, that Fish, he tries to convince me that Fish is a good band. I'm gonna, how do I, how do I put this delicately? I would rather be waterboarded than go to a Fish concert. I would rather be in Guantanamo Bay under the Bush and Cheney administration and be waterboarded as an Al-Qaeda terrorist than go to see a fish concert. Fish to me, P-H-I-S-H, for those who don't know. Fish to me is the worst band in the world. They, if you don't, if you never heard of them, they're basically the new iteration of the Grateful Dead. They're a jam band led by Trey Anesthesia. While I respect their talent, because they're all very talented musicians, I do not respect the music and I do not respect the culture of people going to Grateful Dead and Fish and doing four tabs of acid and apparently at Grateful Dead concerts they're they're called the spinners or I don't I don't know what the term is, but people take so much acid that they just turn in a circle around and around and it's like a known thing. Why would you want to go see a band where the where those people are? Why would you want to do that? I'm trying to keep an open mind. I really, I try to keep an open mind about this stuff, but Fish, Fish's music is, there's no melody, there's nothing going on, there's just a bunch, it's, it's like five people playing instruments, but not together, but just happen to be on stage in the same room together. The plan is basically like, all right, I'm gonna play what I want, and you guys do whatever you want, and then 
we'll just like make music, dude. And they're like, okay. And it's like basically this is this is every fish song, ready? Smoking a doobie, do do do, smoking a doobie, do do, water over the hill, do do, water over the storm, do do, knock on my door, do 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 do, and that that last part is like the best part of a song because they actually like one up a chord or something. I don't know much about music, but like the fact that they changed it a little bit is nice. It's so freaking horrible. It's so so bad. But if these phones don't go away, no, I can't do it. I can't go to a fish concert. No, I'd rather watch 5,000 phones, 4 million people in Native American headdresses and flower bands, and people dancing around, touching everyone because they're all Molly, than go to a fish concert any day of the week. Any day. So much better. FaceTiming. God was FaceTiming his friend for 45 minutes. Why isn't the friend there? He's in another location? He's in California? Okay, take a two-minute clip. Does he really need to watch this band? Like, take a two-minute clip, and then he can listen to it in his room. He'll, he'll, he'll get it. Most bands, or most concerts, are live-streamed anyways. Or you can get an album. I mean, this one probably wasn't, but like at a music festival, yeah, you can live-stream that. You don't need to film it. I will film. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I will take 40 Snapchats. Like, I'm saying all this, but I am a total hypocrite. I'm going to take so many Snapchats. I'm going to take Instagrams. Like, how can you not? You have to rub it in other people's faces that you're doing cool shit, and they're not. That's all Instagram is. My Instagram is different, of course. Mine is just me with a bunch of hot models. Victoria's Secret, of course, top of the line. It's me on a yacht, or my yacht. It's me traveling to Dubai and going to all these famous places. And, you know, I live, a, I live a humble life. And I like to document it. That's all. All right. I think I'm going to finish here. I mean, it's not, this is not too long. It's been a good learning experience. I want to apologize if there are any audio issues. Um, if, if you can understand me, I kind of recorded it in separate parts, which is just not the move at all something I know going forward. It's kind of hard to find time by myself without all this construction outside and all this stuff. If there are any audio issues, I want to apologize. I have new equipment on the way. I need to get, I was getting a better mic and a better stand. Hopefully that'll fix some of the audio quality. I think next, or sorry, there will actually not be a podcast next week, but in two weeks, I'm going to release episode two Hopefully there'll be better audio. I'm gonna mix in. I have some really good ideas. I have segments and I have, you'll see. I don't wanna spoil anything, but I think it'll be much better. I think this is a good, this is a good uh, practice for me, good learning. Um, thank you for joining me. Hope you had fun, I hope you had a good time. If you have any criticism, if you have any praise, you can text me, DM me, Sir Leonard III, three eyes on Twitter or Instagram. If you want to meet up and bang, quick bang sesh, that's fine too. A mouth is a mouth, no judgment. Why? Why'd I say that? Just uh, holler at me. Let me know what you think. Hopefully, next podcast 
better quality and take some of your ideas. If you make music or if you're good at GarageBand and you want to help me out, I'm looking for intro music to the podcast. I don't want to use a real song. I'm not arrogant enough to think that many people are going to listen to this and I'm going to get into copyright issues, but I don't even want to take the chance. I don't even want to like go there. So like when Pirate Bay and Kazaa and all that stuff, they were just go the whatever it was, whatever government agency was in charge of it was just going after everyone. They didn't care if you downloaded one song illegally, they were suing your ass. They don't do that anymore, but I don't know. You can't get on Spotify if you do that and there's a whole bunch of actual serious issues. So if you have intro music or you know how to make intro music, help me out. Be greatly appreciated. Um, yeah. Thanks, and I'll see you guys in two weeks.